Hey, very good morning. Good afternoon. Good, good evening, evening. Wherever you may be. My name is Sean. I'm Alex. And this is Sven. This is Sven. <laughs> okay, this love is Sven. that. <laughs> and welcome, Sven. And today we are following up to last week's topic. About last week we talked about Philosopher Coaster. The, the U.S. is new as intimate. Yep. But yep. over the pond in Belgium, there is another brand new, high-profile intimate roller coaster, Conda at Wallaby, Belgium. Previously known as mostly a family-friendly park, and now we're mm. looking at an intimate that could be shattering the rest yep. of the world's intimates. So that's what we're talking about today because yep. Finn was lucky and rode it several times, if I'm not mistaken, last week, this weekend. Yeah, I can't believe that you said like in Belgium. Yes, we finally have one. Um, yeah, I rode it twice, only twice, unfortunately. It was a uh, quite a busy day, but we'll touch upon that. Uh, but I've already have uh, another day scheduled to go back at the end of the month to oh, good. get some better experience. That is good because I keep getting emails from them saying that the reservations are sold out and sold out, and sold out. So I guess yeah. it's popular right now. It, it's a long weekend, and basically, Walibi is sold out, Bobby Island is sold out, Plopsaland is sold out. I think Bellaward still has some spots in <laughs> Bellaward. Bellaward. <laughs> Bellaward. Yeah, but, but uh, no, it, it's going to be busy. Of course, taking into account that it's limited capacity, um, but that can still mean uh, uh, queues of over one hour. Uh, but I'll touch on that. One whole hour. One entire hour. Well, that's not bad. So that's what we're going to talk about today. But before we do that, I want to do a quick shout out to last week's episode because we did talk all things Velocicoaster. Lots of spoilers, but uh-huh. um, I think you will really enjoy the episode. So definitely make sure to stream that on all your favorite streaming platforms. Um, coming to the website, thecoasterkings.com, we've got a Conda article coming out to kind of you know co- accompany this podcast episode. We've got a Ride to Happiness update from Plopsalon Topane. We are going to create a Velocicoaster article where we're going to discuss every element individually on the ride, kind yeah. of see how it compares on the global scale. Lots of cool stuff coming up. Definitely lots of intimate. So definitely make sure you check out thecoasterkings.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Ride to Happiness, that was actually today when we record. It's like uh, Wednesday, May 12th. And they did some testing. So I got some footage out there on European Coaster Kings, but also in the article we'll have some nice shots of the ride, and I'm really excited. Uh, even after riding Conda, I kind of got even more excited for the Ride to Happiness. Yeah, I think I'm really excited for Ride to Happiness because it's the second of its kind. Yeah. First is like, I mean, mm-hmm. we've seen intimate mega coasters around the world. Forever. And while Conda looks absolutely spectacular and has so many new things that it's doing, I'm just excited mm-hmm. to see the evolution of Time Traveler at Silver Dollar City and like what can another park that doesn't have the terrain do with it because they're such different locations. They have such different mm-hmm. ideas that they put into the ride. I feel like they don't even look similar besides having two launches and spinning. So I'm really excited to see what Plop Slum has to offer. Yeah. It's a, it's a very smart move for the park because in Europe it's never seen before. Yeah. And uh, however, I did... I posted a footage of the launch, and uh, you see that the the seats are already spinning on the launch itself, and I already saw people reacting like, whoa, that's spinning a lot. I'm not sure if my stomach can cope with that. Uh, so I guess it will, yeah, frighten I some people. I don't like spinning coasters that much. I think that was our fear prior to riding Time Traveler. Like, I thought I was, but it was not actually going not to like bad. Time Traveler. <laughs> But I really enjoyed it because the vehicle does not spin fast. It's just, mm-hmm. it, it's more of a rotation, a gradual, mm-hmm. almost carousel-like. And I wonder once uh, people are filling these trains, if the spinning won't be quite as intense looking as it does in the video. But I mean, yeah. time will tell. But either way, I'm really mm-hmm. excited. Time will travel. Time will travel. <laughs> all the way to Belgium. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> it's all about Belgium this year. Mm-hmm. It's the Belgium year. So, I mean, let's talk about Belgium. Let's talk yeah. about Conda. Mm-hmm. So, tell us, Finn. First impressions. First impressions. Yes. What, where is it in the park? Tell us about your approach. What happened? How did you get day start? Yeah, so it was the very first day of the Belgian season for everyone. Yay. And uh, we arrived at around 9.30. Tip would be to arrive just before that because that's when the train station, at the train station, the train stops. So... There was a whole bunch of people that got into the queue to enter the park right in front of us. 
And speaking of that, like, there is a queue, but it's a walking queue. Because they made, like, this um, rope uh, kind of queue all in front of the, the entrance. And it takes a while before you're there, because I think it's only at 10 o'clock that we finally got through the gates. Um, and from there on, though, uh, it was a bit more quiet. And we knew that we had to walk all the way to the back of the park. So it was nice to see that the regular guests, let's say, so the GP, that they were just like, okay, let's do vampire, let's do werewolf, the rides very close to the entrance. But you immediately could pick out the enthusiasts going all the way to the back of the park. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, that's where the view immediately changed because... It used to be you entered the new exotic world and what used to be a pathway uh, just going straight forward with trees and everything uh, is now all of a sudden a restaurant that blocks the path. So you have to choose between going to either the Tikiwaka area, so the more family-friendly zone, let's say, or to the right to the island of Konda. Mm. Um, And um, so a first thing about the restaurant, uh, we ate there and it's basically Kentucky Fried Chicken in a nice themed section. (laughs) Interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it it was a bit, I expected something more than fast food, but I guess it's a different kind of fast food than what we're used to because we we don't have a lot of Kentucky Fried Chicken in Belgium, to be fair. Um, so, um, and another thing about the restaurant is it, it kind of becomes the heart of Exotic World, mm. connecting the three areas because you have the Tikiwaka, more Polynesian style. Then you have... Challenge of Tutankhamun, which is a Egyptian dark ride, and the island of Kanda, which is more African monster style. And so because of that restaurant, uh, it, it kind of connects the three as it uses earth tones, uh, which are uh, which is a color that you can find in the three different sections. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to see that. It's, it's well connected, and now the area has really become a zone with lots of interesting rides, as it used to be only uh, a kitty coaster, a, a wipeout uh, ride, and the dark ride. So now you really have a reason to go to the back of the park. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. So there's Exotic World is a giant new area made up mm-hmm. of the original Tutankhamun, the recent Tikiwaka part of the mm-hmm. area and then now the brand new Conda part that's really cool I didn't realize how big that area yeah, was it's almost like a yeah. park within a park like <laughs> that's becoming well, the trend around here <laughs> I wouldn't call it a park within a park but definitely a big section mm-hmm. and um, what else can I say about that well it's um, yeah it's it's a, an area where you really see how much the park has changed because yeah in the past, it was so bland almost, and now it's really vibrant again. And uh, most of the people, that was the busiest area, logically, of, of the whole park. Right. That's, everyone was flocking to the newer stuff. Yeah, and, and yeah, yeah, yeah. And so um, what they did is they ha- there's an, actually, an actual river flowing through the park, uh, the Dale, uh-huh. And uh, there are bridges. There were exist. I think I'm not sure if they existed before, but there there's two bridges connecting you to kind of the island of Konda, and that's where you already immediately see the lift hill in front of you. You have in the center a snake-like statue, uh-huh. but it has a double function. It also has a pathway, kind of. Um, like a playground thing uh, underneath. Uh, and it's also on the right side where you have the um, Kondala ride, which is the kiddie ride that they moved Kondala. from the... Kondala. Yeah. <laughs> Creative. Yeah, I, I hope I, I didn't mess up the name, but yeah, I think it's Kondala. Um, 
So it's perfect for like the children that are waiting and can't write yet. Right. Uh, that there's something to do uh, for them in the meantime. And there's a toilet uh, also brand new. That's useful. And then, of course, it's a free. there's... <laughs> <laughs> Good question. Yeah, it's free. Um, it's complimentary the... with your admission. That's exactly. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, of course, you have the giant uh, entrance building of Kanda itself, which uh, you enter really into the center of the building with a large snake statue already gazing at you as you uh, enter. And so you go actually inside, but there's two queues. There's the um, regular one and there's a speedy pass one, which also splits into a single rider uh, a bit further down. Okay. Um, But then the regular queue, uh, sorry, the regular queue is right next to the lift hill. Uh And basically you have the whole length of the lift hill until the drop and even a bit further that you can have uh, the queue line going up to. So it's, it's like kind of overflow that you can see from the POV. Yeah, and it, it's kind of if you've done the untamed queue, it's a bit yeah. the same yeah. structure, but I think it's even longer down Probably. Uh, towards the end. Because the dimensions are all larger. Mm hmm. Yes. How, I mean, how is the queue? Is it like nicely landscaped? Is it themed or is it kind of basic? It's a bit basic, but I think they're, they're obviously they planted some plants that still need to grow. Uh, the fencing is a wood structure, which is fine, I think. I mean, at the end of the day, it's still Wallaby yeah. and not a Disney or Universal. So, I mean, it, it's perfect for them. And um, what they did, though, is that the music is like this, yeah... Uh, a very intriguing, dark, uh, drum-like sound. It's not really... It, it doesn't have a theme like Flying Dutchman or anything, uh, but it's, it's, it's taking you into a, a suspense atmosphere, a little bit like I felt with Wicker Man, but then, yeah, and, and it not really a, wooden, a woodland monster, but more actually the... the yeah, jungle-themed, uh, except that there's no jungle. <laughs> Did Imascore do the music? I'm not sure, actually. Oh, wow. uh, they did for the Tikiwaka area, but uh, I, I'm not sure. I, I, I'm, I don't dare to say so. Um, so Kanda's like but, a snake-like monster? Yeah, so the story is that it's... it's um, a snake-like monster that in the past uh, people had to fight and they stole the eggs of the monster <laughs> in the hope that it would go away, but it, but obviously it did not. It came back and that's why uh, now the people have to tame the conda beast. For a second, it reminded me a little bit of Cobra's Curse. Yeah. We're in the queue for Cobra's Curse. <laughs> you know, everyone worshipped the cobra, and then the cobra was mad, and it like spit fire at yeah. all the people, yeah. <laughs> and now it's yeah. cobra's curse. Yeah, the people it, got greedy, it, and then the cobra killed all of them. <laughs> it's what I wrote in the article. The, the story is pretty basic, let's say. It's it's not really yeah. incredibly original, but I don't think it has to be. No. I mean, it's it's perfect for Walibi, and it fits the theme of the exotic world. Uh, it fits the theme of the coaster. I think it's fair. Like when you're gonna build a coaster the size of Conda, storytelling kind of drops away because there's only so much you can do with a giant roller coaster. Mm-hmm. Like what are you gonna say? Yeah. This giant piece of steel is like some sort of intricate storyline. It's kind of hard, you know. The larger the coaster gets, I yeah. feel. Even Velocicoaster, they just resorted to theming it to a theme park ride. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a roller coaster. But still, a roller coaster. Marketing so. wise, they really use the 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 atmosphere of the story in their uh, advertisements. Uh, and, um, yeah, also in the queue, there are some murals at the end at the station where you see people taming the beast. And it, it has a light light effect on it as well. Like a fiber optic um, kind of thing or like a projection mapping? 
No, <laughs> no, it's just re- regular lighting that it oh. is doing a bit of suspense on the mural. <laughs> I told you, uh, the budget was $25 million, but I think most of it went to the coaster, you know? Yeah, coaster was $24.5 million. <laughs> I mean, from the pictures, it honestly looks kind of nice. I got the outside queue mm-hmm. I wasn't impressed with from the pictures. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, again, like Spence said, this isn't Universe, this isn't Disney. Mm-hmm. There's no, like, mm-hmm. there's no need for the queue to be overly elaborate. Yeah. First of all, the mm-hmm. attendance isn't necessarily there every day. Second of all, it's, you know, budget, yeah. budget, budget. So. Yeah, those were some of our questions. Like, we had wanted to know how the queue was um, and, like, the area around it and the landscaping and stuff. And then the, the ride seems to have a really great presence, certainly in the... Uh, in the exotic world area, but is the ride mm-hmm. is the ride have a great presence overall? Does it intrude? On like, can you see it on the other side of park? Other themed experiences? Actually, not really. There are some areas, like in the western area. Obviously, you can see the non-inverting cobra roll there, yeah. especially from the Calamity Mine queue. So that's like the the mine that's, coaster. That's Calamity Mine for all of you Western English speakers. Yeah, <laughs> the calamity mine. Yeah, calamity. that's how we say it. Yeah, uh, but that's a good that's a good place for pictures, by the way. Yeah. Well, um, that was actually one question we had. So we were looking at an on ride. I mean, we 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 love spoilers. <laughs> yeah. So mm-hmm. we noticed that the non-averting cobra element, which may have a different name, is right over by calamity mine. The, mm-hmm, did it did mm-hmm. it affect the feel of calamity mine? Like, did calamity mine feel different that there's giant steel coaster over it? Not really, because while riding it, uh, calamity, calamity mine. Am I saying it it's wrong okay, again? Yeah. Probably. No, you're good. It's, it's, <laughs> I love it actually. Calamity mine. Calamity mine. Calamity mine. Calamity, as named after Calamity Jane. <laughs> Wild West yeah. folklore. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it used to be inspired by the um, comic book Looky Luke. I don't know if you uh, heard yeah. about that. Uh, yeah. I taught Alex all about that because Move for Germany's um, MP Express do-over. Yeah. So, okay, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So they have the theme now, but it used to be the theme once, I think, once Six Flags took over um, Wallaby Belgium. They introduced it in the Western area because that's why it's called Dalton Terror because there's like the four Daltons, which yeah. are the villains of the story. And then Calamity Mine is the the female character which yeah. uh, is also f- in the stories of, of Lucky Luke um, but anyway no it's not really that in, in intrusive that yeah because what you have on the side of um, Konda is the heli- one of the helixes and the, the, the biggest part of the ride is on the other side of the mountain so not you, you, from there, you can't you can't even see um, Conda. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, also, from the entrance, you really have to look up a bit to to spot it. So it's 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 not that well noticeable from the other areas of the park. But I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing, though. No, no, and I like the color green of it a lot because I feel like it would mm-hmm. m- must blend in with tree line pretty well, like this time of year, especially when everything starts blooming again. So. Mm-hmm. Well, from far off, it just looks black, but then yeah. it's only when you're close by that it really shows off that it's real that dark green. Got um, you. Which is a pretty nice color and, and not seen that much, I think. I know, yeah. I'm kind of surprised because I feel like it's such a natural approach almost that I'm surprised you haven't seen it more often. At the same time, it could just appear as black from a distance, which may mm-hmm. be why parks don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think and the so, rights... Oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. <laughs> Do you think the ride's overall like a good fit for the park? Like, obviously, it's great if you're us. Mm-hmm. Um, but do you think? I guess. Do you think the park will see a return on it? Is it mm-hmm. is it the right kind of ride for a park like Wallaby Belgium, or is this too far off uh, in the niche direction for a place mm-hmm. that is generally regarded as a family park? Well, first of all. Um, before I was going, I was telling people, oh, the Wallaby Belgium is opening up again. And even people that I didn't expect it from were saying, oh, they have a new coaster, right? Uh-huh. And so they really got the marketing machine running. 
And um, I think a lot of the regular guests will even be more impressed than the enthusiasts. Yeah. Because it's, it's something... I mean, most people haven't been to Wallaby Holland or to um, Holiday Park to see a ride similar yeah. to that. So for Belgium, as I said, it's really a first to have such a high-end coaster almost uh, to, to, for, for the GP. So they are really excited about uh, riding it and, and people that came up were, really, were very enthusiastic and, and impressed, to my opinion. Uh, so, yeah, it's the perfect fit for the park. Um, I was listening to another podcast that also reviewed the ride. And basically, they said that um, when Six Flags Holland, back in the day, got Goliath, Wallaby was kind of waiting for their mega coaster, but it yeah. never happened because... Yeah, obviously Six Flags failed in Europe. Yes. <laughs> and they failed and here now... too. Don't worry. <laughs> Don't feel bad. It's nothing well, personal. <laughs> and and now after all these years, it's finally the mega coaster yeah, 20 that years was later. always meant to be there. It's yeah. kind of cool though because I feel like in their respective timelines, they fill very similar spots. Mm-hmm. And so now seeing how far the instant Megacos has gotten. Because yeah. when Goliath mm-hmm. came out, that layout was kind of cool. Like, it was yeah. different. It did a lot of things. It had mm-hmm. a helix, you know. And now we're looking, you know, 20 years later you know, at Conda. Conda and it's like, like Conda feels that way. Approach. The way that mm-hmm. Goliath felt back in 2002. Yeah. So I'm really, yeah. really hyped about that. And it sounds like it, so people are feeling like it was well overdue for them to have a ride like this. And mm-hmm. so people have... have been waiting and the park grew into the the need for like a, a strong giant mega coaster now. very really nicely. Do. Yeah. Totally. They just need to replace the trains on the boomerang. And, and they need another looper, <laughs> I think. Oh, another one? Another one. Okay. Why don't we have like two or three? Well, the, the lineup of Wallaby Belgium has never been bad, but it's been, I, I, I want to say basic for from an enthusiast point of view, because it's like, yeah... SLC, been there, done that. Uh, Boomerang, been there, done that. It used uh, to be like Vacoma Land. Like people talk, it's like mm-hmm. this park with, with like five Vacoma roller coasters. They were all nicely lined up too. It was like, Just mm-hmm. all situated with, Co- back yeah. when they had Tornado. And yeah, Cobra, Vampire, Veerwolf, Tornado. And Calamity Mine. Yeah, it's like wow. the mm-hmm. whole Vacoma, the 90s Vacoma catalog. I mean, it makes sense that they're so close to Vacoma. Yeah. Just like Wild Vacoma. Mm-hmm. So really, the only thing they were missing was an, was like a clone of like Express or something to round out. That would have been a cool. <laughs> that would have been, cool. been a fun choice for them. But they had Psyche or well Turbine, yeah, slash Shiraco. That was mm-hmm. their launch thrill coaster. Surprisingly, time. it was open because normally with oh, yeah, the current that. with the current uh, COVID measures, indoor rides are not allowed to open, uh-huh. which is really sad because I like Popcorn Revenge and I like Challenge of Tutankhamun. Yeah, Popcorn's like brand new. Yeah, so for them it's but then for close, some so. reason, Psyche was allowed to open. Uh, of, I think it's because the queue is outdoor, um. and then the ride itself is indoor, but still, I mean, okay, well, it broke down anyway, so yeah. <laughs> we, didn't ha- we didn't ride uh, that one that day. Um, um, yeah. So what I was also going to say is that uh, after the queue, uh, when you enter the station, they did something really cool there, and that's they used kind of drapes on the ceiling, which mimics uh, rock work from a cave. And it's such a cool effect. And, And also with the lighting that they used in the station... It really has a, a special feeling when, when you enter the, the station. Um, and then, uh, yeah, there is something that really annoyed me here, and that's the Speedy Pass system. So since this year, they have an annual pass, which is the Platinum Pass, and it grants you unlimited speedy pass to any ride. Oh, that's a lot. Even Conda? 
even Kanda. So what happened was that it was the first day of the season, and obviously almost all the pass holders were there. And so they really drove up the queue times for the ride. Uh, I, I, I was looking at my pictures, and I saw one person in two pictures that came right after each other, which was just like two or three trains later. Wow. So that person, so while I was waiting because of breakdowns for two hours, there were other people that had been on the ride for like 10 times or so. I would be so frustrated. I feel like when new rides open, yeah. Can that they, sort of like benefits shouldn't be available. Even Universal yeah, waits the US like three, does four not, years does not to open let those people queues. Use fast pass, like Hagrid, queue, mm-hmm. anything. Yeah, or you know, Velocicos won't have it for a while. Hagrid, yeah. won't have it for a while. It's like customary yeah. here. Yeah, yeah, because then the other passes they only have one. They allow you to do do, do the line, uh, the, the speedy pass line for once. Conda yeah. once. Uh, also for the ones that you buy during the day. Um, but, uh, yeah. And, and w- another bad thing about that system is that they let those people choose where to sit. Oh, so basically the front seat and back seat were all al- always taken. Yeah. Always. And you can request it as a regular standby. No, no, wow. no. Wow. I'll be so salty. <laughs> I'll be so salty. Yeah. Cause so there's me no extra queue for back or no extra queue for front. Oh, they should know uh, better. Like some rights do. So that really was foolish. really, really bad. So I hope they will learn from this lesson. Obviously, as I said, it was the first day of the season, so all those pass holders were there, which made for a special but still, situation. They could, they could have anticipated that. If yeah. it's a ride opening, I just mm-hmm. feel like no matter what park you are, anywhere in the world, mm-hmm. that's, you know... Yeah. This shouldn't be an issue. Like, you know it's going to happen. It's like a first ride opening. It's not the first time a park yeah. in the world opens a ride. Yeah. It also has an express pass sort of system in place. Mm-hmm. So I feel like this could have been prevented. Yeah. But, I mean, again, I'm just saying that from, from a distance. But mm-hmm. from the sounds of it, uh, that could mm-hmm. have definitely been handled better from the get-go. Yeah, definitely agree. And, and I'm not the only one that's complaining about it. So well, good. Except you for guys those should, that everyone should the, complain you about it. vocalize that because that's problematic. Yeah. <laughs> Because even if I had the the pass, even if I was in the position of the person who had the pass with the unlimited speedy pass, unlimited rides, row selection, I would have been like, "This is like a ethics violation. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's a lot of power. International law. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I guess that's one way to sell annual passes. If you're waiting in line for this that's thing, annual. Yeah, it's like that. That that would be a, that would be enough yeah. for me to ride it once, turn right around, go back to guest services, and upgrade my one day ticket into an annual there. pass. Oh, yeah, I'm platinum. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm platinum. I'd be like, I literally <laughs> yeah, and roll they up. still sell them. Yeah, so I, uh, I would be like, how much is the stupid thing? Like, <laughs> if I <laughs> like, I would turn right around and upgrade well, to whatever it's $2.99 pass. Well, two ninety nine. That's actually kind of that steep. Annual pass. That is steep for European annual passes. Yeah, but then it's That's like... like it the price is. of a Disneyland Paris annual pass. The free, unlimited, pay to cut. <laughs> but again, yeah. Conda, front a Never-ending front row Conda. Yeah, never-ending like, okay. front exactly. row Conda. So, so, like, yeah. For that price, it's still decent. And apparently, what I also heard in, in the podcast, which is called uh, Morning in Theme Park Land. Oh, in the Theme Park Lands. Yeah, I yeah. listen to them too. Yeah, <laughs> That's yeah. cute. Apparently, there was a Black Friday deal that they were 230 euros. So they were. It's like a day Universal, but then you get to do it all year. Yeah, nonstop. Because like Universal <laughs> Express Pass is not cheap. That's how they sell. Oh, that's Universal how they sell the premium hotel rooms. You know, mm-hmm. because it's 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 one of the only like sold like fast pass systems that. It, well, I guess I guess yeah, because Disney's is free, and then the others all kind of fall into place um, in their own. Like price. Well, price Universal is pricey. Period. They're the most expensive. But Universal parks, is just but. generally expensive. So I feel like their Quick Queue is just like an exceptionally expensive add-on compared to like Bush Gardens and SeaWorld, where it's like ten dollars a pop and you just buy it in a vending machine, like right in front of the ride. So mm-hmm. there's all different systems, but Universal, of course, is the most expensive. So that kind of mm-hmm. sounds like that. It's like, oh, we have this like and. $25 million coaster. Annual passes are now $350. And I mean, I understand that they have this speedy pass thing because obviously it's revenues. But make sure that the system that you have is decent still for your regular guests. Yeah. Because 
like always letting them choose the position where to sit is just really annoying and um i i they just have to figure out the system which is better because that it's like uh, you could do what what Phantasialand did with black mamba you're not you can't sit in the front row for yeah. example uh so there are things that they can figure out because even like Six Flags uh, doesn't offer an all-season fast flash pass, do they? Like it's oh my god, I think they did for a little bit. Cedar, Cedar Fair, Fair has an all-season fast lane, but it's incredibly mm. expensive. But I also feel mm. like the, there's a better balance, and if like requesting a row is so much more acceptable at U.S. regional mm-hmm. parks, yeah. But anyway, I kind of want to go and into like actual ride. Yeah, though. let's really focus. Yeah, yeah, let's turn our attention uh, the, now. The only thing I wanted to say was, at the end of the day, it's still not as worse as Portaventura, but voila. <laughs> yeah. So um, then it, the train is Conda better than Furious Baco? I need to know. <laughs> yeah, it is. But it's not better than um, Shambhala, is what you told us. Yeah, it's not better for me. It's not better than Shambhala. No, um, but. When you enter the train, it was really weird because I expected the Taron trains, and it's almost the same except that my feet weren't dangling; they were oh. just on the floor. Oh, I so wonder the if seats it's similar are not to Velocicoaster. Yeah, because Velocicoaster feels lower the floor. too. Whereas, yeah, I mean, for so us, I guess I don't know. So probably it's very similar to the ones on Velocicoaster. Velocicoaster, yeah. sorry. Um, and uh, I sat on sixth row or seventh row, uh, so just more to the back from the middle uh, on my first ride. And up the lift hill, suspense, suspense. <laughs> and we did the ride. I was like, hmm, I liked it, but is that it? Oh, I mean... Oh no. My expectations were, of course, high. I mean, how could they not be high when you see the ride, you see the elements? Um, and, yeah, I think I took that in mind. And I was like, I really want to like it, but there's something that's holding me back. And I guess it's what I was lacking is ejector. Really? Because it felt a lot more like, yeah... It's airtime, but it's more floater. Um, And, well, I guess I also said to myself, well, it's the beginning of the day. I think it was around 11 o'clock, that ride. So I'll see when I uh, do the second one. And the second ride, I was in second row. Okay. uh, So So almost different forces. Yeah. And uh, it was better. Uh, I get also probably because it was more towards the end of the day, but uh, it was a little bit more forceful on the airtime, uh-huh. but still not the power that I had hoped for. That is a little surprising S- to me. Yeah, so uh, I he- I'm not the only one that's saying it, though. I heard a lot of people with that review. However, those who did do the back seat, they are very praising the ride. So it sounds uh, like a back seat ride. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then that's a bit sad because obviously the best coasters are the ones that wherever you sit are, that you still good. have a great yeah. experience. Exactly. A la um, Velocicoaster. Mm-hmm. Although we haven't ridden Velocicoaster in the middle. <laughs> we literally always request the back. Yeah. <laughs> <It's so good>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we rode it a couple times yesterday yeah. and it was... So, Wailed on the but, kidneys. <laughs> that being said, don't get me wrong, I really enjoyed the ride. Because after seeing what I've already ridden and comparing a little bit, I'd still put it in my top 20. Okay. That's I think good it's phrase. just not in the top 10 at the moment. But I mean, as I said, I'm going back and um, then I'll hopefully be able to do some more rides and. and have some different experiences because I also feel that left or right side can make a big difference as well. Definitely, it really can. Because uh, my my first ride, I was on sitting on the right side, <coughs> and when you are going through the maximum outward banked airtime yeah, hill, the so RFC the second one moment thing. Yeah, that's real. That's my favorite 
part of the whole ride because I was off my seat for five seconds or so. And And that's a right seat seat moment, right? That was what I was hoping for. Okay. And it's and it's not the kind of it's not ejector, but it's like sustained. Sustained flying almost. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) Which which is a really cool experience. I think Velocicoaster is a right seat ride too. Somebody else was mentioning that the mm. the swishy thing over the stall next to the stall I think is a lot depends. more intense in the right because seat than the like left the, seat. The final roll is better on the left because you start no side of water, so like yeah. you immediately kick towards the water. It's a tough. That's a, it is a mm. tough call, but I did notice a difference in the the little wiggle. It is funny. Historically, <laughs> I always considered like four row coasters, like B and M's, to have actual like clear differences between like left and right. Yeah. But nowadays, mm-hmm. like I feel like coasters are so intricately designed yeah. that there is a real the difference in like is left so and right nowadays. And deliberate that just in a two seater ride, your left or right mm-hmm. seat can uh, mm-hmm. have a huge effect of your. How's the first drop? Is it better left? Better right? The fir- I was about to say, the first drop will be better left, though, because there you have the 80-degree yeah. side-twisting first drop and also 80-degree decline. Uh, and so it's a basically, if you've done Lost Gravity, I think... Is it similar? Back- it, for me, I, I think back row, it, it, it looks very similar to that. Yeah, that you're really thrown down. Drop yeah, it's a glorious moment. Mm-hmm. I love that ride. Should we just go like, through the ride by Element? Sure. If you're down. Yeah, well, we had the station, we had the lift hill. And speaking of the lift hill, that was also something that I I I felt like... It's been a while since I had a new coaster with a lift hill from this size. So it was you're kind of expecting a launch, but there's no launch. <laughs> I was expecting so an elevator cable. I, I haven't done that surprised. in a long time, yeah. I mean, Skyrush was Just all, been, been oh, no. thinking about, like, uh, Goliath, mm-hmm. Wallaby, Belgium, or... or I guess they have done G-Force. it recently, because Nanchang has Wallaby it. Wallaby yeah, 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 coaster through... Uh, Havoc and he- something. Whatever, the orange and one green the, yeah, one the, the, the giant. It. it goes yeah. fast, though. I saw, the, we did notice though. on the POV, yeah. like, it kind of starts slow, and then it really takes yeah. off up to the top. How tall is the coaster again? In meters? 50 meters. Oh, that's good, though. That's about 150... Feet. Yeah, that's, that's good. That's it's higher. Like yeah. eel. So it's the highest and fastest coaster in Benelux. Belgium and the Netherlands. For right. those of you who don't know, that's the Benelux is Belgium, the Netherlands, and Luxembourg. Yeah, it's like it's yeah. a thing that only we it's use in a, that region to yeah. distinguish ourselves. It is a colloquialism. <laughs> it's actually the origin of the European Union. So. Yes. Oh, look at that! It's being special. Yes, that is correct. Ha <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> But so okay, <laughs> yeah. So we have the lift hill, we have the drop, the drop, the like big camelback hill. It's like by the book, yeah, massive. Yeah, Good and that time. one, that's a really enjoyable as well. Uh, the I felt it the best my the second time, even in on the second seat, I really enjoyed some airtime there. Yeah. Now, is it um, similar to Goliath's hill after the drop? Uh, I think it's comparable, yeah. Okay. But it, it's... I love that moment for the ride. Because like, I like it on Goliath a lot, because I feel like I really mm-hmm. thrown out of my just seat. Just a classic by the book. Yeah. You know, but right before it starts to rewrite the book. Because well, the rest of the ride is completely... The rest of the ride is totally un- unconventional, and Kondo seems exactly. the same. Yeah. And so then, as I mentioned, favorite element is the outward banked airtime hill. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's, of course, the... First non-inverted cobra roll, uh, and there I was like, okay. <laughs> sort it's, of like a. They did it. It's they visually could. more stunning than while actually writing it. That. I was afraid that the element looked really cool, but then like in reality, mm. just to m- maneuver the train through it, it yeah. wasn't going to be as cool as it looked. Although, again, uh, at, at more towards the end of the day, it felt that it had a little more punch to it. And especially here again, uh, after you go back to the next airtime hill, that uh, element of going down, there you will, in the back, of of course, uh, feel um, more forces dragging you down. Yeah. Um, and then you have the airtime hill, which is 
fine. <laughs> and then you have, <clears throat> sorry, you have the, the ground hugging curve, mm -hmm. which is for some positive Gs. And nice. that's, that was a nice change of, of, of contrast. Uh, forces. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Some force contrast. Mm -hmm. And then I have a, uh, an image with all the descriptions because obviously I don't know all of yeah. this by head. <laughs> yeah, we have that too. Let me see. Um, there's the world's first wall stall with two seconds of zero G weightlessness airtime. That's a lot. Let's see. <laughs> That's a whole sentence for something that I really didn't really it feel. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, it's like, that's kind of okay. mar marketing your new coaster in this decade is like having this. Buffet. Wait, is that the one where it does like the double down afterwards? Um, or is this before then? It then has. An overbanked high turn. So no, that's number twelve. That's no. world's first side banked double down, unique airtime experience yeah, with lateral forces and two oh, yeah. So we're still earlier. Okay. So we're at yeah, we're still earlier. We're we're having the render is sort of a cluster of things. <laughs> like it's mm -hmm. a little hard to follow. Good thing yeah, you've actually written it because I wouldn't <laughs> be able to tell like the actual sequencing of this ride based on the render. Even with the numbers. Yeah. Well, you have the wall stall. It's it's pretty cool when you see it happening, though. Right. Uh, I have a nice picture of it, yeah. and especially with yeah. cal Calamity? Cal calamity. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, any way you say it. Say it however calamity. you want. I just want okay. people to know. Calamity, <laughs> mine will do it. Without context, calamity people might not mine. know what we're talking about. But yeah, calamity mine <laughs> is fine. Um, and... Um, then you turn back, and that's when you have that double down um, yes. element. This right here. But I'm going to be honest, everything else from there felt a bit similar for me. Okay. So, like, the return it, into the brakes looks really handsome mm -hmm. with all the bunny hills and stuff, but it's a little yeah. derivative. It's not the ejector airtime I had hoped for. However, I knew from Hyperion that also there, the low elements aren't really that forceful. Yeah. So I wasn't surprised at the end of the day. But uh, again, uh, more towards the end of the day, they were a bit more forceful, yeah. and I had a bit more airtime on those. Like that little bunny um, hop right before the last roll on Velocicoaster, where mm -hmm. it looks like it's going to be substantial. Literally the most forgettable moment of the And ride. you just get like this gentle floater right before the barrel roll I murders you. I those in the like, So... We know exactly mm -hmm. what you but, mean. Okay, so the double down wasn't anything to write home about? Because in the video, I was like, wow, it's such a cool element because it's so weird and quirky. We watch the POV mm -hmm. of Kondo like every day. <laughs> we love it so much. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's as I said, it, it's, it's still a very lovable coaster, you know? Aww, I mean, so wholesome. the fact that it's in Belgium, the fact that it's in Wallaby, the, <laughs> the, the, the fact that it's been so long since we had this kind of coaster. Yeah. I guess it also um, had our expectations so high Yeah. that, yeah, you're always craving for more, but it's still a very good and decent ride. I and, feel like this is the most impressive roller coaster that Belgium has built since Belleware opened their boomerang. Like I mean, I the think original Fury boomerang. Was cool too. Fury, Fury was big. that's true. Fury does look dope. We watched yeah. the POV of that twice yesterday. Yeah, Fury. <laughs> uh, I was also thinking of Fury and what Fury has that uh, Conda hasn't is that forceful launch. Yeah. And then also uh, after the launch you have the um, the top hat um, mm -hmm. which, which I really love because today I rode Anubis again and I always forget how much I like that ride because it's not stats-wise, it's not impressive but I think it, it yeah, has I love an incredible that launch looks. that top hat had a lots of airtime um, well, lots of airtime it, it's just that For ejector that you, yeah. that you really love makes you think um, of Gold Rush a little bit because yeah. Gold Rush isn't talked about a lot mm -hmm. because Lahagan's kind of out there but I think mm -hmm. it's a really good Gerslauer yeah. that has like these forces that you kind of forget exist, and you're mm -hmm. like, oh shit, this has yeah. some kick to it. You know? That Anubis, that, like I forget about Anubis too, to the point where when Plopsa announced Ride to Happiness, I was shocked because I was like, wow, this seems like a like a quantum leap up from anything else that Plopsa has. But then I remember they have Anubis. I'm like, well, they do mm -hmm. have a a launched 
Gerslauer, almost like a like yeah. a Eurofighter esque coaster. It's similar to Lignette at um, mm-hmm. Far Rope Summerland. It's from like that same and, product line with the six passenger mm-hmm. um, vehicles and, in the launch. And Daredevil Dive at Six Flags Over yeah. Georgia. Yeah. Uh-huh. Daredevil Dive. Because that's <laughs> it's it's you uh, obviously you don't have the launch there, but right. the then the layout is very similar to. Yeah. Uh, to Anubis. Yeah, now, on true. the topic of all these Belgian coasters, where does Conda rank among the Belgian coasters? Is it the best? And we're going to ask you again after you ride Ride to Happiness. So yeah. we want to know your answer right uh, now. At the moment, clearly, it stands out as the best coaster oh, okay. uh, wow. in okay. Belgium. So better than Fury. In the, in the Benelux, however, I would still rate Untamed higher than Conda. Okay. 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 So... Because personally, I'm all about, I really love Ejector, and that's yeah. something I really feel in Untamed, even though it hurts a lot because of the restraints. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of where we're at with our RM, the RMC fatigue. <laughs> yeah. But, of course, yeah, Conda, it's, it's yeah, it's a, it, it's a different type. It's hard to compare, but still, yeah. uh, it, it's, some people rate it higher still than Untamed because of those. Uh, restraints and because of those ejector because right. something that Conda has for me I think is it's very rewritable very I mean, rewritable I could think you could marathon it easily you know yep uh, so that's uh, something I have to give credit to Conda for sure um, but I, personally I just lack a bit of punch to rate it higher mm-hmm. um, but nevertheless I mean it's it's such a special. It's a special ride, you know. Yeah. And, so on a European scale, would yeah, you so say in all of Europe is it? Where does it like, register? Is it a top five for you? Like where is it at? Well, I think of of the rating that I did. There are some American coasters in there, so I think it enters the top ten in Europe. Yeah. Okay. Um, but and also of the if I have to compare it to Expedition GeForce and Goliath, yeah, Conda for sure. But not um, better than Hyperion or Shambhala. No, right? Yeah. Hyperion okay. and so it's and not Shambhala. the best Intamin in Europe by your account. But oh the, no! But the best Intamin the, in the Benelux. Yeah, better than Goliath. Do you like Tyrone better? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> we think about Tyron every day now too. Tyron has kind of Ty- become that coaster that every other coaster. It's a bar. To. That's a that mm-hmm. is a bar upon which yeah. others are leveraged. So, but then I also remembered of Tyron that if you do it at the beginning of the day or at the end of the day, it's a big difference. Yeah, because yeah. so you Kanda took us on at the beginning the of the day and we complained about it. Yeah, it's like the legendary story where we hated Tyron at first and then we loved we it. it once. We got that insurance ride and we were like. Sven, what is this? <laughs> but with Kanda, I had a bit of a flashback for that. I was like, oh, but then, hang on. We'll, we, we'll ride it again yeah. towards the end of the day. Yeah. And uh, I, I'm very excited for some night rides as well. Yeah. Because another ride that I compared it with is Helix. Because Helix yeah. also had disappointed me a little bit the first time I wrote it but Uh then I remember um, doing front seat night ride which is such an incredible experience Mm. and I'm sure Conda will also have that kind of feeling but then back seat probably I'm excited for you to have uh, a hot day like Belgium hot like whatever would be the the heat ceiling for you guys and for Conda to be running all day and then to have a night Mm -hmm. ride or an evening ride after mm-hmm. a hot Belgium day and seeing how that compares to some of these earlier rides. Cause I think, I mean, the wheels are still fresh. Like those have mm-hmm. to break in. Like there's all sorts of things that could be hindering or affecting the ride experience now because it's just mm-hmm. a little baby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's not quite Condala baby. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it just hatched <laughs> from just its love little the egg. Greater the coaster right next to it. The Condala. Or, uh, and then, um, as you uh, exit the station, you have to go through the shop, and they yeah. have so many merch, and it's so cool because they they really used that snake reptile creature yeah. in all the ways they possibly could. 
I bought a t-shirt and I bought a bowl because I collect theme park bowls. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, like to eat out of? Like a cereal yeah, bowl? Oh, okay, like a cool. cereal. Yeah. Because you don't... It's, it's something different than a cup. Totally. And we use totally. it for all... Not only for cereal, but we use it just to put in some chips and put it on the table. <laughs> so you guys believe um, in portion control. Americans don't put chips in a bowl. We just take the whole bag and European. eat it on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and, um, the, I also saw some very cool keychains. Oh! So I was well, like, Alex will buy these, yep, I'm sure. Yep. <laughs> I can't buy the Velocicoaster one. I saw Velocicoaster's merch is off the chain. It's so nice to see media merchandise of a ride where roller coaster track is a huge component of the media mm. merchandise and not just pure incident. Like, Disney... Mm won't let people think for too long that any other coasters are coasters and the merchandise reflects that expedition Everest does all of this great merchandise, but it never once like makes any note of it being a roller coaster or having yeah. the roller coaster track. Mm-hmm. Himalayan expedition is like, yeah, yeah. And I'm it's here for like, the coaster it's, part. It's, yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, I really would like an expedition G- Everest thing that has roller coaster Beautiful. track or some mention of a mine cart or anything. But then with Velocicoaster, it's just like these shirts with like roller coaster track everywhere, and the ride vehicles mm-hmm. are like what could go wrong. It's like so I'm ex- <laughs> I'm enjoying that trend of roller coaster merchandise with roller coaster track on it. And um, besides Conda, they also uh, renewed the Raja River, so that's the rapid mm-hmm. uh, that they gave a paint job. They added some theming. It's like a nice indoor Indian um, courtyard uh-huh. uh, in the queue that they made with lighting to really fit in with the Karma World theme. Oh, right. Um, uh, so you really see that the, the areas that got some love, they really shine. And it's, it's really lifting the park up to... They want to reach 1.8 million visitors. Uh-huh. Uh, Including the water park visitors, uh-huh. um, oh, I'm and becoming sure on the number one in, in in Belgium. So I I really hope that with the love that they are giving to these areas, that they can reach that because they definitely deserve it. Mm-hmm. Um, we also wrote Pulsar, and that that's that's a ride that I really really love as well. Because I can't wait to ride a power splash. Because those launches always surprise me. The one in Texas is delayed until further notice. They're adding. Hmm. They're at, they've decided that they are going to add the turntable in the second vehicle, even though the ride Smart is already choice. partially completed. Yeah. So mm-hmm. in a typical move of like poor foresight from Six Flags, they've decided that a single vehicle power splash. But wasn't this the allocated one from Dubai, mm-hmm. which in Dubai there were never going to need two vehicles? Well, I think the, the Dubai one, but that, that's what I thought. But then the, there's a power splash being built at Bollywood Parks. Oh, and it is the one. The Motion Gate Bollywood conglomerate is supposedly what acquired all the Six Flags coasters. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. In any mm-hmm. case, we can't wait to ride Pulsar. I wouldn't be shocked if Pulsar yeah. in Belgium was our first power splash. There's really no... Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, there was the one in Shenzhen, but I don't know where we'll be back in Shenzhen. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where we'll, where we'll be first. Six Flags over Texas, South China, or Belgium. It's <laughs> <laughs> a mystery. I hope Belgium, guys. Yeah. Um, but the, and surprisingly, so the single rider's queue was open because what they did is they, when there were two people, they added, they left out a space and then they could put a single rider there. Oh, nice. Oh, got you. Our single riders opened. At Universal for everything. Like a couple, like a week and a half ago, Hulk oh. opened their single rider, and then the very next day, uh, Velocicoaster soft opened to the general public. It was the Thursday mm-hmm. after, including single rider after the yeah. um, pass holder preview, and that included single rider. But yesterday they closed single rider because it was at capacity. It looked mm. really, really long. It kind of has this illusion of. Yeah, being people fast. always think, like, oh, single rider's gonna be quicker, but then sometimes it's not quicker at all because, like, mm-hmm. whole families gonna up in a single rider queue. Yeah. And it's just quicker to just wait and just get on. And then again, Universal posted in a 120 minute queue for Velocicoaster, and we got on in 45 minutes. Yeah. So oh, I wow. feel like they sort of do that to themselves. 
But I also feel like it's good for them to overestimate the queue length because you never know what kind of operational delays mm-hmm. you'll run into. And it's a good way to cover your butt and keep people from winding up in the guest services line. So. But I have one well, final question. Oh, yes. Actually, for Sven. Because Sven knows this park very well. What do you think is next for Wild Belgium? Yeah, it They've done like a lot recently. They've really a elevated lot. a lot of the park. Because I now think I saw... They have their new like the icon. Infield, I feel like within the rides tracks, there seems to be quite a large area. Is that meant to be developed? What are we gonna, where are we going to see there? Well, it was clear that they still have a lot of room in this new area that they added to the park. Right. So, uh, but in in the beginning, they could use it for Halloween events and for oh, like the mazes because the the, <laughs> the the Halloween at Wallaby Belgium is also pretty big. Uh, it's not as big as Horror Nights at Wallaby Holland, but still, it 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 gets uh, quite a bit of visitors. Uh, actually, so Conda is part of the renovation program, which ran, uh, runs sorry, from 2016 with the addition of Pulsar to 2023. The thing is, they uh, last year or the year before, I'm doubting now, but they already changed a little bit of their plans. But one thing was sure that the the mega coaster was coming so that's what everyone was pleased with yeah uh, but they had plans to make the entrance area uh, accessible for all for everyone so that the gates are a bit further away and that you have some gift shops and stores already oh, like for a city people kind of picking up oh uh, yeah so yeah. like a shopping plaza that's doesn't exactly. require admission Got yeah you. so that was one of the plans uh, I'm not sure if it's still will be done but because with covid everything became uh a bit um unexpected let's say yeah other things that were originally in the plan was a twist and splash for the western area and i i do think that the western area will still get a makeover because it needs a bit of paint yeah <laughs> uh they did a little bit but still not enough to make it as vibrant as the other areas in the park. Yeah, it's sort of like the um, last stone left to turn is, is the Wild mm-hmm. West area because everything else has seen like major, either like a lot of improvements or just complete rebranding, retheming, new well, rides. Well, yeah. So that's one of the areas that still needs love. Then there's two other ones. So there's the one with Werewolf and Vampire. Yeah. Yeah. The goal was to have a pathway from Vampire through... Uh, werewolf uh, to from entrance to entrance because now you have to walk all the way around but then it would be cool that you could walk right into the middle of um, the the werewolf tracks actually and and they would have the whole area (laughs) would have a Mardi Gras theme because they would add back the little Cocosinelle which is the little uh, (laughs) Kitty coaster, the little and, Tiffany, yeah, yeah, and also give it the Mardi Gras theme uh, with a Mardi Gras restaurant, which would make sense because they have that theme that they used at Wannabe Ronalp, so um, that was a thing, and it also included a bit further down a Skyfly or a Sky, a Skyfly, I think. Um, where the Enterprise used to be. Uh, but again, those were in the original plans. It's it's not sure what they'll do. Uh, and then there's the flashback, which is the uh, log flume that also would be included with Psyche Underground and Pulsar into a more nautical theme. Okay, that makes sense. Um, so those are the areas that they still had plans to work on. And I think they'll do that before actually using other space in the park, like the new uh, land that's available now uh, next to Conda. There's also the land still available where Tornado and Vertigo used to be. Oh, that's um, actually undeveloped still? That's undeveloped still, so yeah. They oh, wow. didn't use that. Um, and... Um, a thing they announced as well, the, that they did announce, sorry, is that they want to start opening in the winter again. Because they did, s- they did it before. Well, 
Well, not the entire park. They did like a small portion of kitty rides at one point, but now a uh, rumor. Well, they announced that they would do um, a winter event for the park. So that would be interesting to see because then they would compete with Plopsaland, which is already open uh, during the winter. I'm and getting Bellevoir. a bit of a vibe that they're trying to become Belgium's Efteling when it comes to like they want to get the attendance record <laughs> year round theming. Would you agree with that? That That's maybe aiming a bit high. <laughs> I think I was thinking also about this the other day. It's like for me, parks, you have the regional parks, you have the ambition parks and you have the resorts almost. I think Wallaby is in the ambition cat- category because they want to grow, but it's not sure if they will get the target they want. Um, uh, so it's I would compare it to parks like Park Asterix and which is already a resort though. But uh, they wa- I guess they want to aim to be similar to Park Asterix. That that would make sense because Park Asterix is also very themed oriented, but not in the detail like a Disney or Fantasyland, um, mm-hmm. but still very, very decent. Don't get me wrong. Um, and then, yeah, there's, of course, one more thing that's hanging in the air, and that's will Luke Garou get Werewolf get in RMC Makeover or not? It's actually something people are thinking about. Okay. I guess it's something that is discussed uh, in the fan community. Um but also because obviously they did uh, Robin Hood into Untamed for Wallaby Holland. So would it make sense? Yes. On the other hand, as you mentioned in the beginning of the episode, uh, Wallaby is trying to not to go into the... Di- well, Wallaby differentiates itself from Wallaby uh, Belgium differentiates itself from Wallaby Holland because Wallaby Holland is very thrill-orientated. Right. While Wallaby Belgium always played the family card as well. And I guess that's why they are a lot better in attendance because they do have a lot of rides for families, even for kids. Uh, I, I, if, if people would ask me uh, where would I go with my children, I would advise Wallaby Belgium because... It has a mix of for all ages. Oh, so it, it kind of reminds me of an uh, an episode of some podcast I listened to a Dutch one. I can't remember which one. But they were having an interview with um, a park operations person from Movie Park Germany, and they were asked mm-hmm. the question, "Well, why aren't your arms seeing bandit?" And he was like, "Well, mm-hmm. because the wooden coast may not be like a big favorite with any of the coast enthusiasts, but families love it. So there's no reason for exactly. us to make it a thrill ride while it serves its purpose." Perfectly well. And I, I think a, a probe... I wouldn't as, want it to be RNC. Right, but like in a conversation of, <laughs> you know, turning Werewolf, Luke Garou... shut up. <laughs> I, know, I know, I know, Turning Luke Garou in, in, into an RMC, I understand that, you know, I kind of side with the whole movie park approach there where it, mm-hmm. it doesn't need to be converted, you know? Mm-hmm. It's perfect mm-hmm. just the way it is. Um, <laughs> well, I, I wrote Luke Garou oh. and it was a bit rough. Oh. Um, but... I, I can still appreciate it because it's like it's my first wooden coaster and it's Vekoma. It's yeah, it's, it's the last one with Vekoma rolling stock. I do have to say that the the lift hill looks so tiny now. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm a lot more used to taller coasters now. So it used to be big, and now it's like okay. <laughs> That's how I felt about Robin Hood because it was kind of located like kind of in its own little area, and you look over, mm-hmm. you know, the Weiland. I don't even know what it is in, in English. Like the, I guess the fields, yeah. <laughs> and so mm-hmm. it always kind of felt so large. But then in hindsight, when I came back in 2018 and we wrote it, I was like, oh, this coast is kind of small. That, right? I'm sure Untamed <laughs> is awesome, but I love so Robin Hood. <laughs> to I guess to conclude, certainly as an enthusiast, if you're visiting Europe. Wallaby Belgium needs to be on your list now because yep. it has Conda and but it has so much more to offer as well. But it, it really will draw enthusiasts in with Conda, and that way they can also experience the other rides that make Wallaby Belgium a a special park in mm-hmm. in a list to visit. 
for sure. Yeah, we're excited to go. And, of course, we're going to have to wait for Ride the Happiness to open and whenever our schedule's kind of aligned. But we're really excited mm-hmm. now for the Belgian parks. Like, Babylon, Land, Wallaby, Belgium, and then... Flopsa. All three finally have a coast. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, let's stop by Belgium next time. Because now there's and actually s- stuff I really want to come for, you know? And still, I would include Bellewood as well. Because oh, that's of one Obviously. of my favorites. Because of Vacomas. Because there's Vacomas for you guys. But there's also <laughs> the, the atmosphere and the green... The green... That park is huge, area. too. It's, it's, yeah, I wanna ride, it is. I want to ride Vakala. It's massive. That looks good. And the water rides yeah. look fun, though. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 also it's of the same group and it's also like a, a special heartwarming park that yep. you need to do all four. Yeah. Period. Yes. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Sven, for giving us all the insights on Conda. Um, hopefully, mm-hmm. we have Pantheon open this year, so we can do a triple mm-hmm. Intamin yeah. Nuvo 2021. Um, podcast uh, series but if anything we're gonna totally ask you all the questions about Rides of Happiness by mm-hmm. Tomorrowland at Pops Lampapana yeah. when mm-hmm. that comes out yeah. which we're really Hashtag excited for Mac product. <laughs> Mac product. Yep. so that's awesome um, again everyone check out this article that's gonna be live by the time we're listening yes, to this your, of Conda your Con dissertation well Con dissertation <laughs> we'll have some Flossicos stuff on there as well and uh, we'll see you next week for another episode of Coast of Kings Radio bye Thank you, guys. Bye-bye. Bye.